Today is a very awesome day for me. I have done something that I have wanted. I have bought something that I have always wanted to own. I've wanted to own one of these, I would say, for at least all of my adult life, and I'm not sure why I never went for it. At the same time, I am so absolutely happy I didn't until today because I got one in the coolest way that I can think of. I bought an old typewriter today. I bought a 1963 Olivetti Latera 22. This is an Italian-made typewriter, and just listen to this. That is punching some keys, hitting the space, and then the knob that takes it back over to the next, uh, takes it back over to the beginning and then drops it down a line. Uh, I, I don't know the name of that yet. I don't know much about any of this yet, but I have always wanted a typewriter that's old and, oh my gosh, I have one now. This was not a cheap purchase at all. Um, I went to an amazing typewriter store. It's a typewriter repair shop that also refinishes and refreshes old typewriters and then sells them in their store. It's called Gramercy Typewriter Company. It's been around since 1932. It's three generations deep in a family. Um, and I got to meet the latest son and then uh, a salesman of them of theirs named Hudson took care of me completely today. And I have to tell you, it was just the most wonderful experience. I had to call to make an appointment to come in to talk about typewriters and try them out. And I go in there and it's this, it's this old shop, um, like in Gramercy Park area. It's absolutely beautiful. There are all these old typewriters on the shelves on the left and on the right. Uh, the man is in a is in a suit. He's extremely respectful. They listen to what I had in mind, what I would like to use it for, why I've wanted one, and some of the things that I thought were important. And then we began. And basically, he started to walk me through the typewriters, telling me about their histories and what they were good for, where they were built, and I handpicked a couple that I thought were interesting that I'd like to try. And then he'll, he'll take the typewriter and he puts it down on a table. He sits down, he puts some paper through it and gets it ready. He types in a sentence, starts it over, and then you sit down and then you get to play and you basically just test drive the typewriter. But the whole time I'm test driving it, every time I'd write a few, uh, right, every time I'd write a line or so, I'd have another question about the typewriter, you know, like, well, what's this button do? Or how about that? Or there's no one key on my typewriter. The, the numbers at the top start at two. And that's because you got creative to save some of the, uh, the buttons, the, the keys that you would need. So the lowercase L is a one. It's indistinguishable. Also, there's a question mark, but there's not an exclamation point. And you make an exclamation point by doing a period, then backspacing and doing an apostrophe. And that creates an ex exclamation point. It has shift and caps lock. It has this tabulator, which can move the, the spot where you're going to type over like a chunk of space if you want to create sections. For instance, like if you were writing a book maybe and you wanted to write it in small sections left and right, think of like a Bible the way they do it in that. Um, it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. It's this, it's this bluish green dated metal. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful with these darker, like grayish blue, almost like slate gray keys. 
you can see through the keys to the table underneath it. The keys just come up. It feels so good. It's so good to type on. And I typed on a bunch of them. And it's definitely like a... Like, it's like the wand matches the wizard kind of thing. You have to type on them. You have to feel them. And every typewriter that I tried, I tried four different ones. And each one, tr and each one felt different in its own right. Sometimes you'd have to press the keys down further. The keys are in different shapes. Some of the keys have like a depression in the middle of them that your finger kind of sinks into, like this one does. The space bars are different. Um, the amount of force you have to press down on them is different. How much... Uh, of the so so with these typewriters there's like a rail holding a letter that comes up from within the typewriter and then smacks the paper with the ribbon the ink ribbon in between it and how much of that arm you see come up before it hits the paper is its own design too also this one is a very streamlined and sleek very low to the ground typewriter as opposed to some of the very tall ones and I really like that about it. I think it looks great. I said one of the things I'd love for it to be is portable. I'd love to take this to the park. I'd love to travel with this. I'd love to not take my laptop and take writing supplies and go somewhere and just be with myself and write. And I've always had these dreams of doing this. I don't know the first thing about any of this, but it has always been something in my head that has always drawn me in. Every time I see a typewriter, like an old typewriter in a window, in a shop, or someone's typing. Oftentimes there's people that'll type you a poem on the street, or it'll be in the movies and someone will be typing with one, or I'll see it in an old documentary. Every, every single time one of these comes through my vision, it's the only thing I think about when it happens. I'm like, oh, look at that cool typewriter. They're so beautiful and elegant and formal. At the same time, they're rough and manual, and you have to bang on them to make them work. And they do nothing without the power that's within you putting energy into the typewriter. But at the same time, they're so complex and elegant in their design, yet they're so confusing on what's going on on the inside. There is so much happening on the inside of this. And these were built in like the 30s. You know, like this one was from 1963. Like, but some of them are like the 30s, 20s, things like that. And, and these typewriters still work today. And yet they're so incredibly complex. They have so much power and energy stored in them. Like when you, when you uh, hit the space bar, the way that it jumps over one space. And it always works. And when you uh, hit the tabulator. And it, do you hear that? Like it's like, it's shoving over there. And then when you want to go to the next line, when it's like you reset the line, like everything's moving with such force in there. There's, there's so many springs and like, and things are like weighted and pressured. You can hit the, the release on the top here. And like, you can feel that it, the typewriter itself wants to move the, the paper and the rail as far to the left and as fast as possible. Like it actually has some force built into it. And there's no electricity in this. This is not an electrical device. And yet it's got all this stored kind of like tension inside of it. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a work of art. It is, it is the coolest thing that I have ever bought and I've ever owned in my entire life. And I'm so thrilled to have it. And it comes with this beautiful case, this very slim streamlined, um, almost like a light dated cream blue leather 
uh, case that the typewriter goes in with this black stripe that goes down it. And he said that this is a very common case for the Oliveri or the Olivetti typewriters and everyone knew what they were like this is one of the first typewriter companies that had like brand recognition when someone was walking down the street with their typewriter right everyone knew that was an Olivetti that's super cool this is also an Olivetti this is also an Underwood Olivetti Underwood was the Californian typewriter company and Olivetti was an Italian typewriter company and Olivetti bought Underwood in order to like break into the US market. And this is one of those typewriters once they were breaking into the US market. And this is everything that I learned today when I went to this amazing typewriter shop today and spoke to Hudson. And I spoke to Justin, who's the son and partner uh, with his father, Paul, who Paul wasn't there, but I met Justin and I met Hudson. And they're just the coolest. I made this phone call today and you have to set an appointment and I couldn't believe I got an appointment same day. And he's like, he's like, if it's too soon for you, we could do tomorrow. And I was like, honestly, I am so thrilled to be on the phone with you right now. I, I've been wanting to get a typewriter like this forever, but it's always been this thing in the back of my mind. I never, I never like move forward with, and I would forget about. And then like in a movie or I'd pass by a store and I'd see an old typewriter and it would come up every back, every time it'd come right back up to the front of my mind and go, man, I'd love, I'd love to get one of them typewriters. Every time that would happen, thousands of times in my life that has happened. And recently I was walking through, um, I was walking through not Washington Park, it begins with an H, Harold Park, is that it here? And there was a lady out there on a small table and she was writing poems with her old typewriter for people that wanted, that wanted a poem. And again, it was one of these small, sleek style ones. And I was like, oh God, I want to get one of these. Only this time I Googled it and I was like, typewriters in New York City, right? And I came across this video telling about Gramercy Typewriter Company, this company from 1932 that's in the city. And the stories are so beautifully, there's a few videos on YouTube about this company and it's so beautifully well-made videos. And then in one of the videos, Tom Hanks, and apparently Tom Hanks, the actor, is a huge typewriter addict. He has like hundreds of them, he loves them. And in this video, he goes to the shop and he's talking to them and there's a CBS reporter and he's and they're punching on the keys. He's talking about the typewriters and the magic that's in them. And he said like, if the drums are the percussion, uh, are, the, are the sound that the music follows, it's the marching beat of the music, the typewriter is the marching beat of productivity and creativity, right? The, the, the smack of the keys. This is the sound of productivity. People know that you're working when they hear this. They know you are not to be disturbed lightly. You are in thought. You are deep in thought. And you're getting those thoughts down. It's beautiful. And I watched that video a bunch of times and a bunch of times and I knew it. I was like, I'm going to buy a typewriter. I'm going to buy a typewriter from this store. I'm not going to buy a typewriter anywhere else. I want to be a part of this. Every time I do these cool things, these first time cool things, I always want to do it in such a memorable way. When I got my first tattoo, I went to Casey Neistat, my favorite YouTubers, New York City studio, literally flew all the way from Florida to New York City for one night, Halloween night. I stayed in an Airbnb nearby. I went to his studio and met the tattoo artist and got this tattoo done. I flew home the very next day. 
I went and I sold everything and I moved to Bali. It wasn't just traveling. I needed to do it all the way. Bali was the classic place that people run away to when they want to get away and they, and they, and they want to become a digital nomad. I had to do it. I've always wanted this typewriter. And when I heard the story of this typewriter shop, I said, there's no way that I'm going to get one anywhere else. And now I'm going to definitely get one. So when I went in today, I knew I was going in buying one. It's a cash-only deal. There's no computers in there. They type up the invoice. I mean, it's so beautiful. It's, it's poetry inside there. It's so wonderful. And I sat down and I asked all the questions I could. And I really look forward to the day that I need to replace the ribbon in this because I'm going to take it back and, uh, you know, and, and work with them. And they're going to show me how to do it. And it's just going to be this, this, new, this new friendship built around typing and writing. I've always been interested in writing. I, if you, you might not know this because you always hear me in audio form and you see me in video form, but what you don't know is that I write notes in notebooks all the time. I have a bookshelf here with 40 notebooks and I'm always writing in them. I'm not always filling them because I fall in love with the next notebook, but I'm always writing in them. My iPad and my Apple Notes is it's just covered in notes. I love taking my iPad to the coffee shop and just writing. I write all the time. I never put any of it out. I don't know if I'm any good or what I'm doing, but now that is changing. I feel empowered. This, this is a sound that I want to hear daily. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm going to. So I wrote I wrote my first page just now before recording this. I it's it's probably junk, <laughs> but it's what was on my mind, and I believe I want to. Th this so when I was deleting social media, I was deleting personal social media. I was deleting the need to consume social media, the addiction. I've always wanted to use social media as a form of creative expression as a form to share my interest and passion. And I've always had many, many, many passions and it's always been, well, I can't talk about just one thing. But I wanna mess around with this. This is what I wanna do. I wanna create and I'm going to create, whether I use the same page and just change the name or I create a new, basically, Instagram account and website, but I'm thinking about the name Wade Types. Very simple. And I wrote this letter about it it might be the start of everything. We'll see. I'll read it to you real quick. It's two paragraphs. <clears throat> Welcome to Wade Types. This is one of those quiet, profound beginning stories. The world will barely know of this beginning. Only the author really knows it's happening. However, to the author, this moment sounds as loud as the roaring thunder showers of a childhood summer. It's just a typewriter, you say. To the outsider, this would be correct. Yet we all find profoundness in a plethora of objects. Were it just a bicycle to Lance Armstrong? Is a piano just a piano to Billy Joel? The typist at this 1963 Olivetti Letera 22 thinks otherwise. These machines are objects of unlimited potential. These devices release unlimited potential deeply stored within us. The key to all of this is to find our particular tool of greatness. It is not the object that holds limitless potential. These objects are the profound keys that unlock this greatness within us all. And we all have a lock that sits dormantly inside us, praying that the correct key finds its way to it. This Italian-made 1963 Olivetti Letera 22 is the correct key for this author's lock. 
even as he writes this very letter, the first letter he himself has ever typed with this very typewriter, he is filling with inspired thoughts. The thunder is roaring within this artist, and this beginning is far from quiet for him. Welcome to Wade Types. With enthusiasm, Wade Sellers, writer and artist. And that's what I wrote, and it's beautiful. It's on this slightly yellow, thick paper that you can see like the horizontal lines and threads within it. I bought it at the same, at, at Gramercy Typewriter Company. It's beautiful paper. The letters are gorgeous. There's misspellings. I messed up on a quotation. Some of the ink is hitting harder than others. I've definitely learned it, and Hudson was explaining to me that you you hit you hit these keys at different pressures and it creates a different effect with the ink on the paper. So if you hit them lightly, you get obviously just a light impression of the ink of the letter. And if you hit them really hard, you can actually get almost like a bleeding effect as if too much ink was smashed onto the paper in the form of that letter. And it's almost like it's bleeding a bit. And so there's a middle, there's a middle ten, um, pressure that you hit the keys with. And that gives you that evenness, but also it's not perfect. And it reminds me of just how you play the piano. I don't know anything about playing the piano, but I have played the piano and I understand the fact that pressure and speed on hitting the keys is this important subtlety. If you smash a key, it comes, it comes across sharp and tense. And if you hit it lightly, it comes across, you know, mellow and soft. And there's a middle ground there. And when you're punching those keys, I'm pretty sure you are thinking about, or not thinking about, but but intuitively, over years and years of training, you're hitting them at this correct pressure. And I believe that that's the same for the typewriter. But when you look at this, this letter, you can see that I've smacked some of the keys too hard, some of them not hard enough, some of them I made mistakes, some of them I... I didn't hit hard enough, so I backspace and I hit it again to try to like really make sure the letter was there. And you can see this difference all throughout the letter, but it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I love the font. I've always, always loved the font of typewriter type, like the typeface of a typewriter. I don't know what it is. It's its own typeface, right? It's But it's so beautiful and sharp. Everything's sharp about this. I'm in love with this. I'm in love with this typewriter. I'm in love with writing and there's going to be a whole lot more of it. So it's not happening yet, but I have some thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts with this. Some thoughts are, I want to write letters to people. I want to write letters to people I know. I want to try to write letters to celebrities that I revere and want to thank or say something to. And I have a thought about potentially, you, you, you need to know something about me. I don't want to work for other people. I really don't want to work for other people. I want to work for myself. I want to have enough passive income and income that I'm making with my own things that I don't need to work for other people. And this is going to take work and effort. And I've more and more as I get older, I think about it more and more. That's why I'm buying the house in Mexico. That's why I'm making, you know, honest, this, this podcast is fun. I love doing this, but I would love... I would love for this to be worth something to somebody. I get the coffees and I'm so thankful for them. It shows me proof that this is worth something to somebody. And I would love to turn it into something more. I think about typing these letters and I think about the idea of something that I think would be really fun to do would be 
to type a letter perhaps once a week or once a month and mail it out, physically mail it out, actually mail it out to everyone and that be the start of it. Perhaps that's a, 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 a potential premium offering. If you'd like to have a letter that I wrote come to you in the mail, you know, we don't get anything cool in the mail anymore. The, the, the best thing you have to look forward to is that Amazon thing you bought anymore. You don't get fun mail. And I'd love to send you some. I'd love to send you a fun message. And I wonder if that would be worth something to somebody. The other thing that I'd love to do is the idea would be that I would create something and I would send the same thing out to everybody. Perhaps I would personalize it with your name at the top. But then as potentially a higher tier, I would love to have a discussion with you and then write you a letter, a personal letter that only goes to you. And that would be uh, a different, you know, potential tier package. If, if you were so inclined and interested, none of this would be mandatory. This would all be voluntary to sign up for, obviously. Um, but it's something I'm thinking about. I think it would be so fun to write letters and actually put them on good cardstock, put them in proper envelopes, and actually mail them out. In the age when text is so easy to communicate to somebody, to take the time and effort and energy into typing something, putting it into an envelope and mailing it out, there's something special about that. It means something. It means more. There is an exchange of energy. There's an exchange of respect. There's an entertainment value that we just don't get from other things from it. And I'm strongly thinking about it. Again, I want to play around with this, but this is an idea in my head. I want to create a blog, I want to create a website, and I want it to kind of revolve around typing and using old typewriters to do it and express my thoughts with them and share my enthusiasm for them because these are so unique. Having a typewriter like this is not like anything else. It, it's special. It's super special. And then I just, I, I know I probably could never figure it out, but wouldn't it be so cool to be able to understand who has owned this since 1963 and what have they done with it? What have they written with it? I would love to get the history of this typewriter. I think that's probably in, in a tricky thing to do, but I will say that I do have the serial number of this typewriter and I don't know if there's records out there somehow that there was like a registration and maybe I could learn something more, but I am gonna dig in and try to figure it out. I'm gonna leave you with that. It's 23 minutes into this, it's Friday evening. It's time to go get this weekend started. I can't, write, can't wait to write more. I'm, I'm going to write more as soon as I'm done with this. I hope you enjoy this ride. I love you very much. This is going to be a new chapter. The podcast will still remain to come. But now there will be another bit of medium here. And perhaps with your help and the help of others, perhaps we can get me to a spot where I cannot work for other people and serve you and create art and just make it and just do it. I just need just enough. I'm figuring out what that number is so I know what I need to aspire to and reach to and then figure out how to get to. I'm absolutely willing to take a ginormous pay cut in the interest of not working for others and making a living myself. I just need a, I just need a base rate. I need enough to live a happy life. It doesn't have to be an exorbitant life. There's a number. And that number is much smaller than what I make today. 
So I'm going to figure that out and we're going to try some things. All right. With that said, I love you. Thank you for listening to this. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have yourself a fantastic Easter weekend. Like I said uh, in the last podcast, find somebody this weekend, give them a big hug, give them a real hug, send the emotion through it. Let them know that you're there in that hug and happy to be there and happy to be in front of them and happy to be hugging them. I love you all. Happy Easter. I will talk to you tomorrow. Good night.